hello she's authentic family happy friday hope you've had a great week so today in our series board bible women we're going to um, summarize the book of esther from chapters one to five which we have been looking at so far this week and it will continue next week with somebody else so the story of esther is you know really amazing we see this bold bible woman who is full of grace humility you know wisdom courage that led to deliverance of her people the jews so we've only covered half of the you know the book of esther so far um and there's just been some great sort of learning points that have come from what we've been looking at and it's just really amazing what we can learn so before we get into it um you can check out the blog posts at the website at pursuingauthentic.co.uk and then also um just a short kind of midweek video check-in on the facebook page um she's authentic where we just had a quick catch up by video of um midweek just to some just to um get an update give an update on the week so far and also remember that there's a study guide that is free for you to download with the verses for your own time of study and devotional right so let's get into some of what we have um covered this week and what we have what we can learn so we started off with um laying some context getting some background and the book starts off with um telling us back this Persian king ahasuerus not not sure if i'm saying that right and he reigned over 127 provinces so had such a large kingdom there were still some there were several jews under that Persian rule at the time as well so we see that in his third year of reign, this king throws a huge um, feast. I'm talking about for days, 187 to be exact. And obviously there was lots of drinking and he had all these princes there and officials gathered around. He then requested for some of his top princes to request for Queen Vashti to come out and um, show off her beauty to the people gathered and I guess kind of show her off to them. Some commentaries suggest that it was um he was arguing to say that he had the most beautiful woman and that this parade may have involved sort of inappropriate behaviour. So we see that um the queen respond declined their response to go out and the king gets angry and sent seeks his advisors on what he should do a decree goes out and a long story short sort of thing Vashti is then dethroned so the Persian law at the time was that once a decree goes out it can't be re reversed and not even the king can change it so kind of explored how um you know this woman's found herself in a difficult position where she either has to compromise her modesty and, and, and dignity um or risk the consequences of 
declining the king, which I'm sure she would have known that it probably wouldn't be, wouldn't be a good idea to say no. Um, but what we see is a woman who chooses to maintain that modesty. She chooses to not not to dishonor her body and compromise her her values, even though it was at the cost of her royal position. So sometimes we may find ourselves in a place where a certain decision, if made, may cause us to compromise our faith or dignity or morals at the risk of what would feel like losing something that may seem like a cost in our eyes. Um, But as we see as Christians, that our first point of course should be about obeying God and also, um, you know, listening to God and also knowing what God says and what he asks of us and also being in a position of not compromising on the word of God. So we see how Daniel had this excellent spirit that he chose first in the first chapter, you know, he chose not to defile himself with the king's delicacies. And then later on, we also read about how he he refused to worship, um, you know, worship King Darius. And that essentially would have cost his life because he was, he was thrown in the lion's den. But from his relationship with God and his integrity and his excellent spirit and faithfulness to God, he was preserved. And this is just such a powerful example of of how God really can keep his children when we remain committed and faithful to him. And so when faced with a compromising situation or a a decision, our first point of call we learn is to choose to to obey God. And and we also saw about um, our faith in God and that commitment to God when we looked at Ruth um, last week. So it's just encouraging us as well um, to remain steadfast and close relationship with God and just purpose it in our hearts that we will not um, compromise on his word. So we then start to see, we then introduce to Esther in chapter 2. So this lovely, beautiful young Jewish woman who is an orphan and has been raised by her, her cousin Mordecai as his own daughter. And so they hear about, um, you know, the, this the king. This is it, it. looks like it's been it had been four years or so since that incident with the king and Vashti, because later on in chapter two it talks about in his um, seventh year of the reign, of reign. So, um, yes, word goes out that the king is looking for some young beautiful virgins to come and gather the palace because he was looking for a new queen and there was this custodian um, who was assigned to look after these women called Haggai. So Esther is among these women, these beautiful women that come to the palace and um, they had to go through this 12 months of kind of beauty preparation before they actually met the king so to me 12 months of beauty preparation just beautifying yourself sounds like quite a long time for just a, a day with the king but actually i just felt it just symbolized like in that 12 months I feel like it was a time of sort of that spiritual preparation as well for esther for what was to come about and later on and it was just to say that we shouldn't negate our time of preparation. Sometimes we may be um, 
going through something maybe waiting for something to happen and it seems like it's just not happening but it's also reflecting and deciding on what is god trying to do in this time that we should not negate you know that time so thinking for example like a time of of singleness sometimes you may be wanting to get married um and it's not happened or it's not happening at the time that you wanted but it's also um changing the perspective of that and thinking what what can i be doing in this time of singleness and not to negate um those different times in our lives what we also see about esther is this inner beauty of our heart she was beautiful on the outside and she gained favor with Haggai the custodian and also with the king later on but there's also um we see the characteristics of her heart so she's she's humble enough and she's not forgotten where she's come from that she's a Jew and still remained obedient to her cousin Mordecai who instructed her not to reveal just yet that she was a Jew and this was also for her protection and there was also this element of faith and trusting in God's timing so there was something beyond Esther's physical beauty which was the beauty of her heart and it just reminded me of how um it does say as well in in the book of Samuel that God does not look at the outward appearance but he appearance but he looks at the heart and in first peter 3 3 to 4 it talks of how it's a it's a gentle and a quiet spirit that is that is precious in the sight of god um so it's just a reminder for ourselves really that let what is admired about us be about the condition of our heart because god is after a man that is after his own heart amen so then as we continue to see in Esther's life um, and other aspects of Esther's life is courage and boldness and wisdom as well and you know being prudent with the time and being wise with the time. So taking us to chapter 3 we meet this man called Haman to me this guy is like the devil such an evil man um, you see later on why. Um, but basically this Haman has been promoted um, above all the princesses so he's just like under the king now and um, so then the king's servants start to bow down to him and pay homage Mordecai decided that he's not going to do that and then this Haman gets angry and decides that he's going to destroy all the Jews a bit of an overreaction on my part but hey ho so that's what he decides and then gets this decree to go out so he goes to the king and gets that that signed off i mean this king and signing decrees i'm <laughs> a bit questionable about this king but anyway so the word went out with the letters went out and they've got they've decided which day that that's that's going to happen so taking us into chapter four and you know mordecai catches wind of this and really distressed and goes into a period of just mourning where he even changes his clothes to like sackcloth and has ashes which was like as you know a symbol of like a, a period of mourning and all the jews as well and um, were wailing and and weeping about it and then esther finds out um through a, through a eunuch and she even sends um um mordecai some new garments but he he refuses that so 
what then follows after that is Esther has this dialogue with Mordecai um, via a messenger and Mordecai pleads with her to say you know go before the king for your people and make supplication Esther's response is almost one of fear initially because she knows that no one can just go before the king uninvited and the consequence of that was was death straight away but then Mordecai's response to that was quite profound in the sense that he sort of opens her eyes to and we start to see where that purpose is coming out now to say you know there is a reason why you're in there there is a reason why you're in that palace and you're not anymore protected because if they find out that you're a Jew um you you could die essentially so there is a reason why you're in that position and you know it's for such a time who knows if it's for for such a time as this but if you remain to stay silent the deliverance will come from somebody else so the message is not that the Jews won't be delivered the deliverance is going to come but it's whether you're going to be part of 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 this really and what God has um planned for the Jews there was an awakening in Esther's spirit after this almost like a stirring up of faith and almost like kind of snap out of that um kind of that self-centeredness or that thinking that you had or, or that fear that was holding you back she almost kind of just snapped out and there was this boldness and courage that kind of came over and she's like yes let's do this i'm gonna go before the king um you know let us fast let us pray for three nights then i'll do it if i perish i perish so there was this commitment that arose for her to to say i'm gonna you know save you know save god by saving my people and um yes that that was just quite an amazing and awakening and as i said a reminder of that purpose just starting to believe in that and she also recognized that there is need for that spiritual strengthening and wisdom you know to to fulfill this um this mission really essentially that she had and gathered the asked the jews to join in and she also joined in with that i feel like this was also a powerful reminder for us that each and every one of us has a plan and a purpose from God that is created for us. And for the most part, that purpose will have people attached to it. You know, like it's not, we're not just here for ourselves as people at the end of that. Um, but then also just to remember that, you know, we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our enabler, is our helper, and he, he is our strength. Um, in, in Romans 8, 26, the first part, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. And so we can seek the, the, the strength of the Holy Spirit to do that which we have been assigned and purposed to do. And the Holy Spirit will help us. We also see all through the Bible that God does not call those who are already equipped, but he, he equips those who are already called. And we also learn in the Bible that he has given us everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness. So be it the courage and the boldness needed that has already been provided as well. And as we've ended up the week with looking at chapter 5, we see again 
the wisdom to discern the time. So now Esther, after the prayer and fasting, has had now summoned up the courage to go before the king. So she changes in her royal robes, turns up at the inner court. The king sees and straight away he just just finds she just finds favor in his sight, and he says, you know, asks what what her request is that he would grant it to her and even says it twice she did not just come out and blatantly say it the first time we see here how that there was need to apply wisdom and the correct timing before putting this request forward what i got from that is that it's as if you know esther was being attentive to god's direction and ex- um, particularly with the timing of when she would put this request and just being obedient to that. I like how in Ecclesiastes 8, 5 and 6, a bit of it says, And a wise man's heart descends both time and judgment, because for every matter there is a time and a judgment. So it's actually wisdom to be able to discern the right time and I feel like in life there are certain decisions that would need, you know, really to seek God's guidance and, and wisdom about. And sometimes that may take um, setting aside some time for prayer and fasting. And that's something that I'm also, you know, speaking to myself about this. The good news is we serve a God who knows the end from the beginning and who always accomplishes his purposes. Amen and amen. Well, thank you very much for joining us today on summarizing the first half of Esther, the book of Esther. And as I mentioned earlier, we'll continue with the rest of the book of Esther next week. Continue to connect, share, tell your friends about She's Authentic. Tell your friends about this amazing Bold Bible Women series as we continue to look at amazing women. Thank you and have a blessed day and a blessed weekend. God bless. Bye-bye.